welcome to Cellmates. Oh, welcome to Cellmates. My name is Kate Phillips. I'm Dick Ward. And we are a podcast that takes two animated movies and compares, contrasts, and generally throws a Venn diagram over them and see to see what happens. Uh, often these movies are Disney. But not always. Often these movies are musicals. But not always. Often these movies are good. But not always, kid. Often our podcast has two hosts. Uh, no, that's always, right? There's never an extra special guest host. There's Uh-oh. never Leave. a guest Leave. host. <laughs> What's that voice? <laughs> what if oh. I just stayed quiet that entire time? You're like, <laughs> no, I'll, we, we practiced our cue. <laughs> I'll come in when they, when they ask me to. It's me, Andy Phillips, brother and, um, uh, brother-in-law seem to be of the podcast. Uh. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. eventually. Uh, Brother-in-law brother to be. Yeah, brother-in-law in spirit. Yeah. Um, and often uh, in spirits. In, Welcome back, Andy. Thanks. The uh, Alec Baldwin of our podcast. The Andy? what? Say the Alec Baldwin? Yeah, you, you're like our biggest guest star. You, you're oh, the most. okay. Just in that sense. Uh, I, I, would, I want yeah. nothing else to do with... Where- where else is Alec Baldwin the biggest guest star? Saturday Night Live? He's been on like show. Show. Oh, I see what you I That's see the, what, you what yeah. I'm doing there. Most I mean the Steve Martin of, of your podcast though. Or I mean, you've already said it, so we can't we we can't yeah, we can't we edit can't. this. We've only had three guests and you're the only one who's been on even more than once. So I yes. think that yeah. the, there's no contest. Nope, well, you're the Baldwin. I'm realizing, Andy, we didn't coordinate drinks, but what are you drinking? I may have been drinking this the last time. I'm drinking a Kansas City ice water, which you is... You love those. I you. love those because apparently I'm a white woman on a diet because uh, it's all <laughs> clear alcohol. Oh, it's um ties in. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, um, it's... Skinny uh, white women in these movies. What? <laughs> That's Actually, very true. That's what I'm saying. Possibly like uh, anemic and um, yeah, some, one has some problems. Yeah, at least um, it is a shot of vodka, a shot of gin, half a shot of triple sec, and then you top it with Sprite and some lime juice, and it's very dangerous. It's like a Long Island. Um, Sounds great. In that, yeah, you can just kind of keep drinking them and be like, "Oh, I can't drive home." Uh, um, I mean. Keep drinking them and realize that all of a sudden you've been pet napped. That like, that, that probably happen. would happen. I would probably just go along with it. Yeah. Um. Great. Good. Good. Great theming. Very intentional. Very intentional. Job. Yep. I'm drinking a <laughs> similarly themed uh, dog nap IPA. Howl at the blue moon. <laughs> What makes Meaning, it a howl at the blue moon? Every time I take a sip of it, I'm going to howl. Please don't do that. Oh, oh boy. Is it um, is it infused with magic fire from Howl's Moving Castle? Is that? It is not. Oh, it's, well, okay. it's a blue moon that I'm drinking. Thanks for having me. I got to go. So. Two, <laughs> two movies that have a howling characters, otherwise known as dogs, but also cats. Do cats howl at a moon? They like no. yowl. They reach at it? They yowl at things. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, we're, we're doing pet movies today. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Excuse me. I am also having a cocktail. Oh, sorry, Dick. Of, I forgot. <laughs> thank you. 
uh, fexofenadrine, prednisone, <laughs> and amoxicillin uh, because of sinus infection. Oh, man. So I might dip in and out of consciousness as we go. Also, Andy, I think this is the second time in a row you've come on the podcast while I am ill. So thank you for uh, thank you for picking up the slack. Yeah. When was the first time? Whatever we did last. Oh, were you sick? The Atlantis Castle in the Sky? I the, think that the might have been blue, true. blue crystal, the, the Venn diagram? I think so. But were you? Okay. Yeah, look, you might say that your gonna... cocktail oh, could be no. called like... Uh, night of the cold nose, right? No. It's like sinus infection, <laughs> kind of feels like a cold. No, it I'm makes, not, not going to say that. It makes me tired, <laughs> though, so it's almost like sleeping pills. Like, okay, so, so there's that. Night of the cold noses. Okay. Kate, why do you keep saying night of the cold noses? Well, I say night of the cold noses because um, Noche de las Narices Frias is the Spanish title we learned of... 101 Dalmatians. You would think it would be Ciento y Uno Dalmatas. It's not. It's Night of the Cold Noses. Uh, so we're doing this movie and The Aristocats. Yes. Yeah, Andy, isn't that... Which, that's that's bananas. Um, yeah. Absolute bananas. I, um, I didn't know that the word aristocrats was a thing before, like, when I was younger. Not, like, sure. uh, yeah. not recently. But every time I see it, like, that's spelled wrong. Oh, no, no, no. It's aristocrats. Crats, not cats. I also learned the word aristocrat before I learned aristocrats. Yeah. Um, at our our capitalistic uh, schools don't teach us about the, the bourgeoisie and the struggle of the proletariat. So, you know. I also didn't get the, the pun on the word Beatles until, uh, I don't know, like, seventh or eighth grade. What's I'd the never pun like there the band they're beatles with an a like a drum beat oh those clever sons I'm of bitches today years old yeah <laughs> with beatles is spelled with two e's i just with... kind of thought it was a british spelling yeah nope wow man all all one surviving oh. members of the beatles Ringo, because Paul's been dead for years. You know, yeah. they're pretty clever. Yeah. Him and Good news, everyone. <laughs> Los Aristogatos is the Spanish title. Mm. That's great. Ah, see. Si. Si 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 um <laughs> anyway, uh, we're not talking about the Beatles. We've already done Yellow Submarine, and that was a slug. <clears throat> um 101 Dalmatians and the Aristocats. We are pairing uh why, Dick? Or why Andy? Andy's a Andy's yeah, the Andy. late addition to this podcast. In that, you do the work. Heard we were seeing these movies and said, "Can I come too?" So I very uh, much invited myself. I thought it was because they're domestic animals yeah. that um, both get uh, misplaced, for lack of a better term. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Homeward Bound saw these movies and it was like, "Oh, what if we put cats?" and dogs together it's proportionally <laughs> similar right 101 dogs. dalmatians dogs you've seen one cats cat <laughs> do you want to see them get lost in the forest and attacked by a porcupine oh no spoilers sorry for a movie that oh. came out in what 1993 yeah, that's, that's, that's correct right. yeah. um let me ask the international movie database 
I have I have decided that it's correct. So, so, hundred one Dalmatians is nineteen sixty one. Aristocats nineteen seventy. They are both. Uh, yes, and Aristocats is actually the last movie that Walt Disney kind of gave the go ahead to before his death in sixty six. So these are both Walt Disney movies, aside from being Disney movies. Can I can I share one of my favorite conspiracy theories? Absolutely, um, yes. Okay, great. Um, nothing super controversial, but um, oh. my so apparently Walt Disney was frozen at the time of his death, so he sure. could come back Absolutely, and yes. uh, rule Disney with an iron fist. But the reason that Disney made the movie Frozen was to get people to stop Google searching Walt Disney frozen frozen head. <laughs> so, so when you when every time you're in Disney, the frozen, right. you're like, did you mean Anna and Elsa? And I'd be like, I mean, sure. And then it's just like, oh, thank God. Distracted. <laughs> My, oh. Michael Eisner or whoever's in charge of Disney right now um, breathes a, a sigh of relief. It's Bob Iger. Well, technically, it's Bob Chapek, right? But Bob Iger kind of <laughs> stepped in like, well, you're not prepared to do I mean, this in a pandemic. Iger would have been in charge during Frozen. That is true. He was. But you oh, know okay. what? I still yeah. credit Eisner. Let's always... Uh, but neither of them are involved in these two movies. No. All right, hundred one Dalmatians. What? What? Go. What? What do we know? What's what your? What's your? What's like your baseline experience? Yes, our history. What did you, what did you know about this before you watched it recently? Yeah. Andy. Andy, you start because Kate and I were just talking. Um. Great. Um. So this was probably one of my like favorite like rewatchable movies as a child. Um. Maybe because it's just a bunch of like vignettes sewed together and that's it. So like for a three-year-old, you're like, oh, look at the dogs. Um, (laughs) And that's the extent of it. Um, I watched it randomly uh, with my girlfriend just like out of the blue. And I'm like, this, huh, there's not a whole lot to this besides dogs and um, like remembering that the dogs do things. Um, so like I probably saw it twenty years ago, um, at least. So, um, yeah, I just it was a it was a nice little romp. I remember all like the big like meet and greets that they had with all the different farm animals and whatnot. So, um, meet and greets, yeah, very Disney. The dogs had. Them. Yeah, who do I you, thought you. I don't know. I thought you meant we like met them at Disney World. I'm like, well, I know we have a picture with Cruella, but I don't think we met the horses from. Yeah, don't, you, don't, don't you remember that? It's just a horse print. In the you, met, <laughs> you met and Gret the horses. Met, met, and, Gret. met and Gret. Um. Uh. Yeah. So uh, it was just a nice. I don't know. I just realized like, oh, there's maybe not a whole lot to this movie, but it's just very like nostalgic and kind of like a warm blanket which well, makes me definitely I mean, sound like a millennial you, you, yeah but you say nostalgic they they were in the habit of re-releasing their older movies and this was like you know when we were growing up was one of the cycles of them re-releasing everything so i remember sure. seeing snow white and pinocchio in theaters but it was concurrent with seeing like beauty and the beast and aladdin in theaters and dalmatians came uh in between them or maybe right before beauty and the beast Did we? Um, Wait, they had a ninety-one I, re-release. Okay, I probably I probably was not um, 
you probably didn't see it in the theater, but what I was reading is that it came out on VHS um, April 92. So it would have been uh, okay. like squarely between like when you would have Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin on VHS, right? Gotcha. I think so. I think this was probably like my sick day movie to like rewatch. That one hundred and one. Yeah. 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 And, and because I think, you know, you knew that Snow White and Pinocchio were movies before. Like I went into those Terrifying knowing that they movie. were older movies. This one, I don't think I had a strong concept of like when this movie first came out for several years into seeing it. I think like, it's like, oh yeah, Beauty and the Beast, 101 Dalmatians, Aladdin, Lion King. Like that's the order that these movies come out. Um, Cause there was also in the, I think 96 was the live action with Glenn Close. Mm. And so I I'll specifically remember that. like the, the McDonald's splits where they had yeah. 101 different Dalmatian toys that, that you would collect. Insane. Yeah. Um, I remember one of our Christmas trips to Chicago passing by one of those and be like, mom, can we go in and get a, a, a Dalmatian ornament? Or like we were trying to like just get warm in the Chicago winter to get to the train station. And time. there was, I don't think we were trying to collect all 101, but like, you weren't. I was trying to. Sure, but no one else. That's no in my blood. On your it's in your no, blood. Yeah, no one else was, was was there. But I think it was, you know, usually McDonald's had like eight toys that you would cycle. And uh, this was just like, you'd go and like for six months straight, you would get a different toy every time. But it's the same campaign. Like, that was new. That was different. Um, so I think the merchandising looms large in my mind for this yeah. movie that like, and we had like plushes of 101 Dalmatians and that's not something we had for like Snow White or, you know, Peter Pan or anything like that. So it felt like a contemporary movie, even though very much not. So it uh, came out yeah. 30 years before. <laughs> yeah. I think all old Disney movies to an extent um, just occupy the same time space in my brain. Right. Kind of like you said, like, if I saw it in the theater, it was a new Disney movie. If I saw it first on VHS, it was an old Disney movie. Mm -hmm. And The Rescuers Down Under was exactly as old as Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for I, I remember less the toys and more the ornaments. Because we had, I, I don't know, we didn't have 101, but... Maybe like 10 of the little Dalmatian ornaments. I don't know when we got those or where we got those, but I remember Dalmatians hanging from our tree. So that's, that's like, I mean, just like, just like a lot of these classic Disney movies, I grew up watching them. I have no idea how many times I've seen 101 Dalmatians, but I'm sure it was a lot. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have, uh, it, it'll be, it'll be, um, it'll tie in. But I've, I think I have memories of Dalmatians, like I have memories of American Tale, where I'm like, I remember these like pastiches. This like, okay, here's a scene. I don't really remember how it's <laughs> true. Someone saying a prayer. Oh, that's beautiful. Was that the same Dal McDonald's campaign? No, that was different, right? I think so. The the ornament. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, they they had 101 
different options. So you could have done all the holidays, um, right? Like, I, well, no, I really, I think it like it came out around Christmas time, so like there there were ornaments, but then there were also just yeah. like. No, that looks correct. Yeah, there's also there's like paint cans, but there's also ornaments and Santa. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know if they were McDonald's or what. I know they were like kind of small plush ornaments. Like they might have been Hallmark or who knows. Oh, plush ornaments. That's different from what I'm thinking of. Gotcha. Yeah, my. I mean, you've seen you've seen some of my family get really into Christmas, so more or less than the Halloween Town. Um, Getting into Christmas that our that our parents live by now. Making Christmas, making oh, Christmas, it's a fun. So Dalmatians, there are 101 of them. That's true. Uh, I guess I'm going to summarize this one in two minutes. That's also true. Uh, Can you list all 101 best? in two minutes? Absolutely, yes. There's Pongo, Bongo, Gongo, <laughs> Go Gongo, Bot. <laughs> Wacko Yakko Dot. Um, grumpy Sleepy. Rumples, Rumple Teaser. Skimble Shanks. Okay. <laughs> My cavity. <laughs> All right. Does cats keep going? We'll talk, we're talking about dogs now. Excuse me. Yeah, we're a talking cat about dogs. Not a dog. I am so sorry. Have you learned I, not your Judy Dench? I. I read the rules before I came here, so I just <laughs> this is all on me. This is I'm on so you. So embarrassed. Um, please just, I'll see you guys later. I just, I can't. So. All right. Well, <laughs> take it easy. Uh, Kate, do you want to summarize while we I wait do. for Andy to reappear? I do. All right. Here I go. Pongo and Perdita are two Dalmatians. They fall in love as their owners, Roger and Anita fall in love and they start life together. Uh, Anita has this friend from college. That doesn't make sense. Uh, who is really interested in the puppies that Pongo and Perdita are going to have no reason. Uh, but she's scary. And then they have puppies, 15 of them. And Corella comes back and she's like, well, they don't have spots. Well, that's because they're babies. But then she sends her henchmen back when they are puppies and she pet naps them, dog naps them because she wants to make a fur coat out of Dalmatians. She already has 84. Now she has 15 more. That's 99. So you're hiding out a warehouse and then Pongo and Perdita have to go save them. They talk to a lot of dogs through this complicated system of communication and then they find them and then a bunch of other animals help them try to escape so they can bring them back to Roger and Anita. And uh, they go out on ice and they have to herd all these puppies and their noses get very cold and it's nighttime. And, um, but, oh no, they're found. And then they have to pretend to be Labradors. They roll themselves in soot, which is a good idea until it's not a good idea. Corella figures it out because the soot gets snowed on. And then there's a car chase and Corella almost catches them. Uh, but she doesn't cause they're fun dogs and they, and hijinks ensue and uh, they crash their car and then they get back home. And uh, that's it. I got 30 seconds left. That's the movie. That then so all they Roger and Anita adopt adopt all of the stolen Dalmatians. Although it would seem like maybe some of them have owners that she stole them from. Like it's not just a puppy mill. There weren't any adult Dalmatian breeders. Kate, I I don't think you've talked enough about the Twilight Bark. The Twilight. I don't know what that means. I don't care. I have five, four, three, two. 
I'm banking this extra time for future episodes. Uh, you actually took that extra time. You so did. You I was here for it. that. Uh, Kate, uh, you actually owe extra time from previous episodes. Yeah, that's that's actually. I have to pay so, that before I get a surplus. The, the <laughs> amount of time you spent talking about the special communication where the dogs howled at each other was not equal to the amount of time it not that it takes up in the accurate. movie. What? That movie's like 72 minutes. That was like 65 Roughly. minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I think legitimately it was, it, was <laughs> 10 to, it was 10 to 15 minutes of the Twilight bark. Yeah. This is, it's an hour 20, right? So it's, was that be, would that be 80? Um, so it's a shorter, but this is standard for the time. No. Um, but yeah, it's a long these scenes are just long and have nothing to do with one another for like one of the like top tier, at least like presence wise, at least she's like one of the top tier villains is Corella DeVille. Right. When you think Disney villains, you think like Maleficent and you think Corella DeVille, right? Like I think that's a bit more of a, a Disney campaign to make her that way because like, She's well. I mean, I so, guess she's sadistic. Yeah, like, she looks awesome. Though. Her character design is fantastic. She's so scary, right? Yes. Like she's great, and she's so unique. Uh, the amount of the like minutes she's in in the film, it's certainly less than the dog communication scenes. Like she is in like four minutes of the film. It's and that's in and out. I did not is it, remember. Is it like a Jurassic Park thing where like the dinosaurs are only in like <laughs> twelve minutes of the whole movie? It's scarier if because you don't see Cruella. Cru- Cruella was so hard to animate. <laughs> it, requ- it, required, it required computer technology. Clever Gale. Um Kate, I, I wanna address something else that you mentioned, but you didn't really focus on enough was uh how were the puppies revealed that they weren't Actual Dalmatians? Well, it was a, like snow dripping on them, right? Oh, like they snow were melting. snowed on? Snowed in? Exposing secrets? Like Edward snowed in? Oh. Yeah, Boo. this will be predicted in the future. All right. Thank you. It's not that big of a secret. Dogs just rolled around and Now sweat. we're going to pivot this podcast I don't to think proving it would that actually... Edward Snowden's a national hero. I don't but think no, it would no, actually look like a Labrador. I think it would just look like a dog covered in soot. Okay, Maybe you don't well, know it's a Dalmatian, but you're not like, oh, a very normal black dog is passing. No, by. that makes sense. Yes, yes. Carry also, on. Also, 101 of them. That can't well, be a coincidence I'm at all. I'm not looking for 101 <laughs> Labradors. But you uh, only need one Snowden to break open the U.S. government. Bum-bum. Bum-bum. All, all right. Do we want to – what's what's next? Um. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll, I'm a, I'll I'll start talking about this one. How it's about so, that. the Aristocats uh, is our the Aristocats movie. is a movie that I have no idea when I saw for the first time. I, I wasn't raised on it. I think I sought it out eventually in like my teens or something. I couldn't have told you the entire plot of Aristocats. I, just kind of no idea. Um, uh huh. I knew like the basic setup is a family goes into a talent agency and they say, you've got to see this act. And I knew kind of the punchline is the Aristocats, but the, the middle was very good. Thank you. Thank um, you. Are you, what are you referencing right now? Life with Mikey? A, the joke. Yes. The Aristocrats. 
Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, no. I won't. Uh, so no, like I kind of, I kind of knew that they were cats and they were rich, and I was pretty sure that two of them were Siamese. Uh, I was wrong about that. It's the lady in the tramp. Uh, there is one. Was, well, that cat is Chinese. To be fair, different place. Um, but it's modeled. The design is a Siamese cat. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it makes it worse. Uh, he is credited as Chinese cat. So. Right. Great. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, I, I remember, and, and I, I just kind of assumed there'd be a ton of racism, and there's only a little. So I mean, what they lack in quantity, they make up for in quantity. Like, this is, I, I want to take a pin here because we'll talk about it later, but <laughs> this is one of the ones on Disney Plus where they have the unskippable 12 second, uh, hey, there's racism in this movie. It wasn't okay then and it's not okay now. Dalmatians of, doesn't have that. Yeah. Of, of the, like, like, the crows named Jim Crow, this is like not the absolute worst. It's not good by any, I'm not I'm not allowing it. No, I'm no, not no, being no. Like, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's all in. No. It's, I like, mean, should we just we, we'll just it's, talk about it's, it here. It's, yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. They're in. Um. Everybody wants to be a cat. Uh. The band is a multicultural blend of cat breeds, and that in itself is oh. okay. It's all white creators making. It is fine, but there but is. Like, a, I, they're 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 like. Like I'm, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna Scott make the argument for it making cat. sense. Yeah, it's like, like it's like, um, uh, Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem, kind of. Yeah. Like it, it has yeah. the vibe. And this is we're coming out of the '60s, so right, there's a lot of like just melting pot kind of idea of like a hippie band and whatever. Um, no, but there, there's one cat melting that pot's not a great. I guess is. Uh, sorry, uh, I'll I'll let you keep going. Um, mixed salad is better than melting pot because everyone has their flavor and their piece to to add to the whole. But the idea in the 70s, right? All right, we're really detracting. The point is there's a cat that's billed as Chinese cat. It's voiced by uh, white voice actor Paul Winchell, who does Tigger. And it is just, it's there for no reason. And all he says is just a string of stereotype words. In the middle yeah, of the song. Like, he, just, he just says like egg egg foo young egg rolls fortune, fortune cookies. Yeah, it it's like a it's, he's reading anything. off a Chinese menu, which and is it's like a really terrible accent with like the R's and the L's flipped around and like it's not oh, It's really I I mean, right, like Dumbo is bad and we know that, but there's right, like there's a scene. I, they didn't have to choose crows. That's bad, right? But like, there's yeah, yeah. a scene built around like this dance style and whether or not it's appropriate. I mean, it is appropriative and it's based on minstrel culture and like all of that is bad. But like, just sticking this in the middle of a song that otherwise is doing a better job of mm-hmm. you know of jazz music. It's still probably appropriative. Like we looked up the guys who wrote the song. Super white, like <laughs> I mean, super white, but they were like jazz musicians. It's right, not like right. it was the the Sherman Brothers writing right. a jazz Which song. Sheer shock value. This is one of the worst things Just I've seen. Like, out of nowhere, extremely racist. Right, like I think but I said at the time, like, like at least for like Peter five Pan, seconds. 
the book has a character named Tiger Lily. Like, yeah, it doesn't make what they do in Peter Pan correct. But like, no one asked for this character. Like, this is not something that needed to be done. This is yeah. not something that was part of and the larger. It just again, it's like it's, it's there like a mo- specifically just to mock Asian culture. That's yeah, the only it's reason not it's even there. it's not even a character that's in any way important. But it is better than what makes the red man red, which is an entire offensive song. Oh, sure. So sure. good, good job, I guess, Aristocats. Five, five seconds versus like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh. quick stab versus a slow bleed, but uh, <laughs> still bad. I mean, so, uh. somebody's All podcast right. wants to say that we do not condone this. Yeah. <laughs> really, take really. Twelve clear seconds to that. say that it's wasn't acceptable then and it's right. not acceptable uh who's gonna is this andy andy are you summarizing oh, what else yeah. did we know about oh. aristocats though i think we just we spun oh, off did we just... yeah <laughs> i remember seeing this when we were younger but i still also couldn't tell you what it was about the what i remember most is and i looked it up that they did a vhs re-release in 96 or maybe initial release in 96 so i very clearly remember the trailer being on like Pocahontas, mm. Hunchback, like I like I can pick out very specific like frames and scenes from the movie that were in that trailer that when they came up when we were viewing them, I'm like, oh, that's from the trailer. Like I know what's happening there. Like I've seen that trailer so many times. Andy, I'll send it to you because I think you would recognize it. I much like the ham and bubbly. I don't I don't think I will, but <laughs> please, regardless, send it to me. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it didn't oh. leave a big impression on me the way that, like, I mean, and it just wasn't marketed in the 90s in the same way that Dalmatians was, so. No, I, I the thing I remember is the, the VHS toy that McDonald's had um, of uh, Scatman uh, Crothers. Crothers? I think you're thinking of O'Malley. No, I am not. He They made he a, a toy of just the Scat Cat? He had a trumpet. And the, oh, yeah. the inside of the trumpet was very smooth, and I guess I was a tactile kid, so, like, I would always just, like, feel Those, the trumpet. You're talking about the ones that came in, like, the tiny VHS cases? Tiny VHS cases. Right? Like a oh, tiny oh, Those worm. were so cute. Yeah. That was um, really cute. Yeah. I'm looking these up McDonald's on... McDonald's and Disney's best friends in the 90s. We can yeah, get Andy, all of them for, like, $16. That trumpet does look that. smooth. That- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aristocrats, crats, crats, crats. Ah, fuck. Cats. We like to I'm I'm lucky. I'm not drinking tonight, so I'm not going to buy any uh, stupid uh, Donald toys on eBay. I think pretty excited really about just, that. I think you should really just normalize that in general, Dick. And wow, that's derpy looking. Um, the one I'm looking at, his eyes are just like. They're, cool. they're going opposite directions. Look, my man. But, but he had he had a little like felt a little felt uh, tummy. Oh yeah, yeah. Those those McDonald's like VHS toys were yeah. were strained in that like they had cloth elements to them. Yeah, they did. Is, oh. like, that's really weird. Yeah, Merlin had a little beard. Um, like if if they could put well, cloth on them, like back. they would. Robin no. Hood had a little furry tail. That like just ensures your toy is going to be destroyed. Well, yeah, and it's also it's not going to last long. Like cloth elements in uh, figures yeah, don't so last long. 
oh no there's a whole etsy subdivision of these toys Okay, um, we're not go- we're not going down this rabbit at all. Andy, you got to do it. Andy, you're supposed to be telling us about the movie. Okay, would you uh, like tell me, me when to start? Yeah, I- yes. yes. Kids okay. gonna hold up. Right. Gonna, timer for you. I'm gonna redeem myself. Go. So uh, we start in Paris in 1910. There are cats that belong three, four cats, a mama cat, and three baby cats that belong to a very rich lady, uh, and we learn that her will is leaving all of her money to her cat, which is a thing you can do. Um, the The butler uh, is very jealous of this, so he tries to um, get rid of the cats and, like, send them off into the country. Then the cats wake up, and they realize, like, oh, hey, we're no longer home. So they're like, how do we get home? And then this alley cat named Thomas O'Malley tries to, well, no, he helps them uh, to get back to Paris, um, so like he's wise and of the world and um, helps them get back to Paris. Uh, they meet some geese uh, along the way, some some local characters. Um, and uh, <laughs> they do a goose walk. Anywho, um, they get back to Paris, but not before um, Thomas O'Malley shows them like his side of Paris, his like swinging jazz side where we meet. The uh, the jazz cats and the aforementioned uh, unfortunately themed cats, and then um, they do their best to get back home. Um, and the the butler is like has his own subplot of like of trying to get his stuff back from his dog because he lost the cats. And then they get back home, and the butler tries to like. Um, send them off to Timbuktu and then he gets put in the case and then he's probably going to die in that uh, <laughs> trunk to Timbuktu. But the cats are home and they're the rightful heirs to this woman's money. Amen. That was great, Andy. Let's let's hear the... Yeah, well done. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think I my words are... I redeem myself word. from... I don't know if I described Atlantis or Castle in the Sky, but I was... I was just it was, like, I was not ex- short. Exposition not. Gets, is your worst yeah. enemy in that case. I, I no. think I spent a minute describing Milo's basement. I believe I believe that's correct. Yeah, that sounds right. No, Andy, I, at that moment too, I'm like, oh, those those cats just killed a dude. Like they, they just yeah. killed a guy. No, like he's um, I. <laughs> cats might be able to survive, but not a not a not a dude. Man. <laughs> Unless you're George of the Jungle, which like he sent himself back to Africa from America. If he was in a box and oh, he had Nikes and bananas. Um, but was he going to French Equatorial Africa or just right. regular Africa? That's really unclear. I think you I think you should make an exception so we can all watch George of the Jungle sometime. Um, no. I, I, that didn't hold up at the time. <laughs> no. Brendan Fraser's a really great dude though. Well, I'm let's not just, watching. I'm let's not get watching. that sure. out of the way. All right. Yeah. I, he's I had know. a he's had a he's had a rough go of it. Um, good. But this Everyone should be Brendan nicer to Brendan Fraser. <laughs> this isn't the Brendan Fraser Appreciation Podcast. I'm sure there's one out there. Um, yeah. Uh, I had never seen this movie before in its entirety. Like, mm. I have friends that will quote it at me. Maybe I've seen it before. But overall, like, I've seen snippets. And I, I, I know that there's Trumpet Cat. 
Smooth trumpet cat. Smooth. Well, I mean, the toy doesn't even say smooth trumpet cat. I, you could just be. Oh, you can tell. No, but the trumpet is really smooth. smooth. That's what I'm saying. Smooth trumpet cat. Trumpet that is okay. smooth cat. Yeah, yeah, with a smooth trumpet. Trumpet that is smooth cat. That's <laughs> all, all hyphens throughout each of those words. So, so um, okay, go. For two movies that are essentially about the same thing, right? Yes. Pets get kidnapped from their owners, have uh, to find nap. their way back. Asterisk. Yeah. Oh, pet nap. I, I'm trying to be serious here. Uh, <laughs> These Please movies are about the, the same thing. Words. One is really fun and has a great story. The other one, what's going on? And yeah. it's not what Which, I expected. Yeah, right? You you would expect a dog story to be more fun than a cat story. And even just cats the are the presence, better animal. I'm the sorry. The presence of the 101 Dalmatians in the 90s made me think that it was beloved on a level like Snow White, Cinderella, like, that's kind of how they sold it, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you had the live action movie, you had the animated movie or the animated TV series that was on um, yeah. Disney One Saturday Morning. That's right. And just like a lot of stuff that made us think. Because, like, in like, we pop had Patch, right? Like, I had a Perdita, you had what, like, a Lucky? Lucky or Patches? One of the. Uh, one of them. I, the I just, they're all. I really like, wanted you to have a Pongo, but you didn't, you didn't care about that. I probably wanted one, but mom co- probably couldn't find one because Amazon remember that didn't exist. We we found them at Venture. That's where you could get Dalmatian plushes. Was that this is, anyway, this is a deep all. aside? Was that the, <laughs> the close up that we went to Carol and Jen with? Didn't we go out to like no, close out we of the store? A with oh, if you if anyone listening is a fan of podcast the ride, will appreciate that we are also talking about uh, Chicago adjacent. Uh, strip malls and uh, is shit. Venture, is Venture Chicago based? You don't know about Venture, Dick? Kate, I have no idea. It had it had diagonal stripes, like a zebra. I, eh, I, be, I believe you. Um, yeah, so I going into this pairing, I'm like, right, 101 Dalmatians is good. No one talks about Aristocats. It's probably not that good. Right? Like, we saw Rescuers fairly recently, and, like, no one talks about that movie, and it's not very good. Like, I tried watching that movie, and I turned it off, even though Papa Elf is in it. Penny is great. Everyone yeah. else can just go jump off a cliff. I, I specifically remember loving Rescuers Down Under. Which I have still never seen. No, we'll get to it. At all. Is it? Is it? Is it the empire of the, um, of the Rescuers duology? Yeah, I think so. It's like the Empire and the Jedi. Oh. Uh, Return of the Jedi is such a long movie. Anywho, nope. we're not here for nope. that. Aristocrats. Anyway, but it was, cats. yeah, like we mentioned earlier, 101 Dalmatians, not so much on story, plot, and even no. characters. Like, I was expecting to have a blast with Corella DeVille and, like, get some cute puppy moments. Like, there are some cute puppy moments, but, like, no. also not enough. Like, they had some good, like, archetypes, right? Like, you don't really get to meet the puppies all that much. But, like, you have the fat one who's always saying, Mommy, I'm hungry. And you have the one who loves the His name Mama, is, I'm hungry. His name is Fat Dog. His name is... <laughs> like, Cat Dog, but fat. Fat Dog. Like, uh... 
prepared on for midterm. His uh, name oh, might his be name is Roly. Roly. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. So a but lot I of these dog Fat names dog. came back to me. Like I couldn't have told you a week ago, like more Dalmatian names than just the parents, but I'm like, oh yeah, Lucky, Patches, Roly, like I remember these guys. So like they have like the inklings of personalities, but really the biggest scene that you get with them is that like establishing scene where they're watching the like dog lone ranger with their parents. And that's really all you get about their personalities. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I remembered most about the movie is like that TV show within the movie. Right. Which is a weird, a weird thing. Like I, I remember like, like I said before, like this was like my six day movie from grade school. That'd be like, Oh, like, let me watch this. And like, when I rewatched, I'm like, oh, oh no! Like, <laughs> uh, there's there's nothing really to this movie. Like, I, there's I dogs. Was- they get kidnapped, and then there's barking. Um, just a lot of barking. There's like 20 minutes of barking. It's just barking. <laughs> Straight barking. Bark, bark, um, bark, 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 that's bark, a, bark, bark. That's an interesting uh, uh, point about the in movie TV show. And I kind of want to transition to talking more about when is 101 Dalmatians set versus when is Aristocrats set? And like, how do they reference that? Aristocats. Um, Because 101 Dalmatians not only has a Lone Ranger show, but it has a parody of the show What's My Line, which was like on... I don't know. I didn't look up Lone Ranger, but What's My Line was on TV when 101 Dalmatians came out. It was a parody of a current TV show. I mean, and TV is fairly new in 1961 anyway, right? Like, Lone Ranger was a radio show, but Lone Ranger, the television show, was also probably contemporary at this time. Like, it is... I, I, like... It's really interesting that, yeah, 101 Dalmatians is set in the present of its release date right like so if, if or within the last 10 years at the very least i would say five. Yes. i i just sorry i just want to say um that was probably more lassie than lone ranger mm. and lassie was absolutely running at the time as well yeah that's fair i mean it, it's western theme yeah right? i just like it's, i just yeah. wanted to throw that out yeah um and that's like rare for disney at the time right like all mm-hmm. of their stuff at, up to this point is either fairy tale or like an ambiguous setting like Bambi or something that like Bambi I guess could be set in the present present because of hunters but like yeah, it's it's set at the point where guns exist right <laughs> so like 1700s until now but even since what do you have that's set in the present like rescuers and Oliver and company like there's a soul. couple more ambiguous yeah soul I mean, Pixar. yeah, we've, we've talked is, about how Pixar is Pixar. a little bit different, but okay, yeah, but yeah, in terms we're, of like we're just Disney, talking about Disney and yeah. like movies that they're trying to make their legacy movies, you have like I think the 2000s is the exception. Like Meet the Robinsons takes place in the present and the future, and Dinosaurs. I assume Chicken Little <laughs> Dino- Mo- Dinosaur. Moana does specifically reference tweeting. It does reference tweeting, but I. It's ambiguous, but, uh, right? But does Moana fall in that same like red pill theory of like Aladdin takes place in the apocalypse where like the genie <laughs> knows about Arsenio Hall and Roddy Dangerfield <laughs> and all those? So like 
it's it's like the, mm. it's the world is restarting or like uh, i don't know it's just also uh i i get a kick out of the genie because um Aladdin is like one that leaps to mind. It's like, aha, this is all sorts of modern references. Mm-hmm. But, but most of the references are pretty old, even at the time. I mean, we've had this conversation about like Animaniacs, right? Like the yeah. 90s, 90s animators were real obsessed with referencing like 50s and 60s things. If you, if you <laughs> could do a Casablanca parody, uh, you would do it. <laughs> if you had a TV show in the 90s, by the second season, you would have a Casablanca episode. Yeah, right. Hundo. But yeah, so that was interesting. And it was, I actually, like, like that like that sequence, right, of, like, the dogs watching TV was, like, I think one of the more interesting ones in the movie. And because it's, like, taking something and making a joke out of it. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get a lot of rationale for scenes in that movie very often but that scene i got i'm like oh okay you're making a joke on the whereas aristocats i think andy was saying and i think he's temporarily stepped out of frame but um Mm -hmm. that it plays on some modern sensibilities but it is set in 1910 yeah in paris um so like if it's not really fairly recent at that time but like what would that be like 19 70 no 1960 for a movie that would come out now um but it has like you know it has the jazz of uh, you know that's a little bit more contemporary and it's got you know the special effects and it's got some like jokes and and uh we're talking about like aristocats being modern in its sensibilities if not like set in 1970 right it's set in 1910 oh yeah it yeah it is anachronistic as it were um and i think that works better yeah we're like uh, it was like the 60s for dalmatians 61 yeah so like I, i like it it could have been set whenever right it could have been set from like 1900 to like 19 um 1960 yeah 19,000 yes far in the future it just like it it's it's a period piece right like now at this point we're like aristocats is technically a period piece but like it's i don't know it has like weird like modern sensibilities of just like rando humor and just being like yeah of course they're going to like run into like jazz cats. Like that's yeah, jazz cats. That's like the obvious thing to do, but it's just very like when, uh, when they like at the end of the song, when they just like crash through all the floors, it just felt natural. I don't know if that's the right term, but like, oh. it was just like a weird thing to just be like, Oh yeah. Like they're like, they're bringing down the house. Literally. Like yeah. there's just a bunch of like bohemian. It felt very Moulin Rouge. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Where it's just like oh, also a little turned down for what? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no uh, twerking and uh, people just like. But the uh, 1910 equivalent of twerking, almost certainly. Yeah, yeah. Turned down for what? Um, <laughs> turned off for what? Um, is that turned the dog for what? Turn doff, doff. Oh well, uh, I went um, with turned dog. So turned dog for what? Um, I don't know. It just it feels more timeless than 
than Dalmatians. Um, it's just like 1910, uh, like sure, whatever. But like, it was just like cats exploring. We had motor vehicles. Like there's, there's such a wide wiggle room for like yeah. when things are introduced that you can like set a story. in. so, um, the, and the, the music feels, I would say more modern, like Dalmatian plantation feels like something Bing Crosby would have done. Um, same with like Cruella Deville feels very Bing Crosby, and then Cruella Deville. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's only like I mean it's contemporary at the time. Sure, but it's contemporary at only... the time, but not for the 1910s, right? Mm, yeah, but Dalmatians is set in 1960. Sorry, I got confused about what I was talking That's about. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, but everybody, everybody wants to be a cat. Uh, 1910 features Catman Crothers, who was born in 1910. Mm. And like uh, um, the music, I would say, felt more modern than night. Like, I am not a musical history expert. Uh, but yeah, it felt it felt a little more. It felt like it had more modern sensibilities. It felt like the music was a little bit like we're kind of doing our own thing. And same with uh, Thomas O'Malley. Of Finland, the alley cat, or whatever. Yeah. It was interesting. I'm just realizing now that both of these movies, when there was music in it, it was diegetic. Whoa. Like characters playing instruments. What does that mean? That the song is actually happening. Like I'm four. The song is actually happening for the characters, right? It's not. It's not the Little Mermaid wants something so much that her words turn to music. It is a musical performance that is happening in real time, yeah. right? Like the scales in arpeggio song, the cats in Aristocats are practicing piano. Everybody wants to be a cat breaks it a little bit, but it's still a band playing. Yeah. And the two yeah. songs that are in 101 Dalmatians are Roger's job as a composer. He is a musician. And so Corella DeVille, I think, is especially fun of a seat. Like, Talk about like what does work in 101 Dalmatians being said in the presence. I think ge- generally the character of Roger is like so hyper grounded for a Disney movie that it like loops back around to be like, was this character written like last year? Like it's, I, it, I really enjoyed him. He feels. Anita, I could do, throw off a cliff with the. With sure. The she, she's but, like generic stock NPC. Yeah. But like Roger feels very Dick Van Dyke. Um, I was just about to bring that up because oh. <laughs> Bye yeah. Bye Bye Birdie is the next year. Interesting. Bye Bye Bird- what was uh, Van Dyke in Bye Bye Birdie? Yeah, and he, he was plays- Bill Burr, Andy. He was who? Bill Burr. Billy Burr. What? The dad. Did you see that? Did you see? I did. did but- the Highland. Okay. Cool. So he he plays the the guy who is a songwriter for a living who's trying to come up with songs. Like he's the same as Roger in 101 yeah. Dalmatians. I, I just looked that up because I was like, wait, this feels a lot like Bye Bye Birdie. Now that wait, I think you, about Mary it. Poppins is 64, so they haven't used, they haven't, they've maybe met Dick Van Dyke, but they haven't worked with him yet. <laughs> right, right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, could it have been inspired by? But anyway, but I really like that Corella Deville sequence, and I had forgotten that like he's playing it in real time. To try yeah. to be obnoxious as this like no he's he's being a little, lady he's being a little troll like right now yeah. he's just yeah it's also one of the only like uh, I know there like there are reprises in in Disney movies but like 
it's one of the only ones that like when you when you're just like listening to it on like a best of soundtrack they're like there's like one track and then like the full track of like Corella Deville songs. Um, So it's like, it's kind of like broken up. Like if it feels more real in that sense, like it's, if, if you had just, if 1960s Disney was like anime in that, like you could actually produce a slice of life. No, bear with me. You could produce a slice of life show like Roger would be a great character for like a slice of life movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like him in the wider context, like he's nothing when he's like, Oh, well, Ooh, excuse me. They just don't use him enough. Right. He's in the first act and then the very end, right. There's a whole middle act and a half that don't have humans at all. And that's fine. If you're going to make except your, the burglars. except for the burglars, that's true. For the, the burglars, Horus and Camera. Um, I, I will. I will say though, uh, Roger is the number one hottest Disney daddy, uh, according to I think Buzzfeed. That is we. That is something that we learned recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's Who's in the top five Disney daddies? Well, well, this, this podcast will be dated in about five years. Yeah. Who would you expect, Andy? Take a few guesses. Yeah. Who's Who's your tat? Again, we're saying daddies. Daddies, not dads. Specifically daddies. 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 Oh, boy. Um, Is it humans or anthropomorphic animals as well? You know, that's not That's not an answer I can give you. Uh, Is Moana's dad in there? Yeah. He's in the top ten. Okay. Um... I don't. I really don't know. I my my my. I uh, mean, my first guess, and it's like maybe number three. Dick, is that right? My first guess was Mufasa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Not the dad from Frozen because he's dead. Not the, the dad, dad from, from Frozen makes the list, Andy, and the what? dad from Rapunzel doesn't. So here's what I want you to do. Listeners oh, at home oh, and Andy. No, do you the, have a clear the, picture of what each of them in, looks like? The in dad head? from Rapunzel is daddy. Like that ah. is. Man. That, we oh boy. Last night. If, if he was into dudes, he would be a bear. Like that's right. a thousand percent. Frozen is like wimpy and skinny. Like he, like he may or may not be Tarzan's dad. It's unclear. Um, Big, yeah. Disney head canon. <laughs> Uh, Disney Frozen headcanon. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, who else? I, so, Dick, am I am I correct that uh, O'Malley appears on this list? Uh, I believe oh, no. so. I'm having trouble with the slideshow. Believe it or not. Oh, um, are you getting? Uh, I was wrong. It slides. is decider. It's decider Whoa. that decided this. Um, O'Malley is a stepdad. Could you explain I, the, their? Could you explain Decider's name on deciding? Could you could you elaborate no, a little more? Okay, I cannot. All right, like, um, O'Malley, I get though. Like that, I watched this movie. I'm like, oh, O'Malley is a it. Okay, all right. Well, O'Malley is a daddy. He's, um, O'Malley he's, is a daddy. Yeah, no. I mean, that, he, keeps, <laughs> he keeps calling that one cat baby. I think that's the word he says most. I, I think it's like 
very Kate, sweet. are you are you uh, weird. No, it, this are you is pulling fine. a Dean right now? Be like, I hope this doesn't awaken something to me. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. Uh, Dean. Uh, Dean no, Dong. I think, I think it's very sweet and also very weird how quickly O'Malley goes from just wanting to be to get laid by this cat he meets to like being full on like, yes, I am a stepfather now. I will adopt all of your children. I think okay. they're very nice. Like okay. just but real fast. That's John Smith. That's uh the guy from Avatar. That's like uh, at the the kid in Atlantis. Wait, sorry. Did you just say Pocahontas and then Pocahontas? I, yes, I'm I did. sorry. I, I blacked yeah. out for a second. But like any. Raritanium? Raritanium? Did you say Raritanium? Unobtainium. Even more on the nose, Andy. Which is, a, but it's unobtainium. Okay. So, <laughs> but, but my point is that's so many movies. It's like, ooh, she's hot. I guess I'll save the world, but mm, that's your Han Solo's. But I feel like saving the world is a little bit easier of a jump than like being the uh, like guardian <laughs> of dad. three kind of annoying little cats. I mean, It'd certainly, like if, if certainly Peter Quill Marie became a dad. Uh, like oh yeah, Star Lord became a, dad. a good dad. I mean, certainly Marie is a handful. She's always getting into tr- like. Oh, okay, Marie's we're all we're all sitting under this bridge waiting for the train to pass. Train to pass. Ah, Marie got herself plunked in the river. Like she's the only one who couldn't do it. Mar- like, Marie is like in video game lore when you have like a follow mission. Like she's the one that's just like fucking shit up. You're like, God <laughs> damn it, Marie. It happens a couple times. Like, like who uh, the other uh, Talisa <laughs> Berlioz? They're on board. They can do the thing you ask them to do. Marie, yes. forget about it. Like, <laughs> why do why do I suddenly have like Troy, Abed, and Annie in my head for those three cats? Yeah, it's not. Like, I mean, Marie like, might Tur- be Troy. <laughs> that yeah, no, that is that's that's more so. Um, the um, yeah. That that's true. Marie is just like, oh, man, oh, we were so close. Like <laughs> we were right at the furnace finish line, and god damn it, you had to you had to go in. But I do like that. I think Andy, after you'd seen the Aristocats, you said like, hey, all of these characters have like a trait, <laughs> which is something that yeah. you can't say for. I, I wouldn't even say the an main arc. characters of Alejandro and Dalmatians. Yeah, no, no like Ro- Disney isn't Roly, into arcs yet. That's fine. Ro- Roly is hungry. Patch is an alpha, and you, you mean fat the, dog? Fat dog is like is, he is distracted. He's a beta male. Um, <laughs> oh, called out! I I learned that there's something called a sigma male from a terrible Andy. video that I watched. Yeah, you should That's learn true, anywhere yeah. from whatever videos those were. No, it was it was like a James Marriott. Marriott. He's uh, in the same vein of like Danny Gonzalez and Curtis Connor, where he's just like, "What the fuck is a Sigma male?" Like, sure. this is ridiculous. And you, um, but I did saying? appreciate that you're talking about oh, dogs. None of the dogs in Dalmatian have personalities, really. No, they don't. <laughs> other than like, like it, it's it's yeah, it's just a it's a one trick pony, mm-hmm. which like. We've already seen that Disney can do a lot of characters and give them distinct personalities and have you remember them the seven dwarfs. Right. Sure. Cool. Even What's like his personality? He's dopey. 
Got it. Got, got it. it. I don't need any Even more. Like, got his name. Jungle Book as well. I don't know if you all have done that, but like mm-hmm. they at least have like distinct personalities, even if the snake is the snake from Robin Hood, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, that comes from the book a little bit, right? Like those are all Kipling. Disney. Disney doesn't have any original characters in the movie, right? No, and not the live action movie where Christopher Walken's a giant orangutan. That's oh, like, no, thank you. No, I never want to see that. Why would you that even a, bring that up, Andy? Oh my god, is, is that established on this podcast that we the the Phillips family doesn't like large animals? Certainly, Kate. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, do you have that thing too, Andy? I mean, like, if the animal is supposed to be large, sure, but like, yeah. Yeah. large. Large gators, large well, like, pigs. We just watched uh, Thor Ragnarok last night with that big old wolf. No, thank you. That wolf I'm, is too I'm big. A, if they're furry, I'm okay. Which doesn't. That's oh, the man. opposite of Anti-kid, me. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad furry, this. I am not I'm glad okay. this podcast isn't widely spread because that could be like <laughs> taken out of context. Be like, furries are okay. Um, furries I mean, are okay. Hey, Sonic rules. They are. They are, they absolutely are, as long as it's consensual. But, um, I, yeah, the large dog, like, I'm okay with. Um, that may be because of Fables. Um, there's the Big Bad Wolf is yeah. a character in Fables, mm-hmm. so, yeah. like, he's large yeah, I didn't and love that everything. Video game. Um, but, yeah, large, non-hairy animals are not cool. Like birds, reptiles, that kind of thing. Yeah, large rep like uh, Monster Hunter World, where like the the Jagras, not okay. Yeah. Kate, uh, Kate saw the Jagras, and I'm not allowed to like, see Monster Hunter. She was like, "Oh, this looks neat," and then it like inflated its neck, and she ran yeah. out of the room. Nope. It's no. not okay. Then okay. it's really not. Here. Everything I, else has some fur on it. I but. have I have such the opposite that uh, if I see something and go, "Holy shit, that's cool." I know I shouldn't show Kate <laughs> because the same thing that instills awe in me instills fear in her. Sure. I'm just like, I will look scream. at that giant thing. Scream. That's awesome. Princess Mononoke. Uh, other, I mean, other most anime I'm not allowed to watch. Like I've, I mean, the wolf in Mononoke is smaller than the wolf in Ragnarok. That yeah, is but true. There are pigs. Yeah, those pigs. No thanks. Have you wait? Uh, this is a really big aside. I don't. <laughs> I don't know where we are anymore. But uh, have you? Um, have you seen Mononoke? Or have you like no. started it? There, I've. I've seen it. Kate is not watching it until we absolutely have to. Yeah, yeah. we'll get there at some point. It's like I love Castle in the Sky and Halloween Castle, but like Mononoke is just something special. Like that movie is is worth it. Kate. We'll get there. We've we gotta do Porco Rosso first. We gotta do uh Arietti first. So many pigs. Get those away from me. Do you have to do Arietti? I would say Porco Ross. I would say like anything pre Can we not say the word Porco anymore? I'm di- I, no thanks. Porco Rosso's awesome. Okay, let's go. Let, you know what? The Studio Ghibli Museum store is called is called Mama Ayuda, which is yeah. great. Mama help. Mama help. Yeah. It's in Spanish. Anyway. Mama help. Or Italian. They're Italian, but they're romantic languages. Your face is Anywho. Italian. All right. So I think we've made a good case for Aristocats 
being a better movie than 101 Dalmatians, right? It's got characters with traits. It's got a beginning, middle, and end. It's got a plot that goes somewhere. I would argue that I think the villain is better in Aristocats in terms of functioning in the story. Like, Cruella DeVille, no one's going to argue with her character design. But I think, like, Edgar the butler has a motivation. Like, Mm -hmm. you know that she wants to make a coat out of puppies, but... That like I have just so many more questions and I have answers like, so with that. If she already has eighty five, why does she specifically need her friends fourteen puppies? So she can get puppies elsewhere. You've you've mentioned this a couple times, right? Like clearly she's good at kidnapping dogs, right? She doesn't have breeders. She doesn't have dogs to breed, right? She's clearly stolen all of these puppies, but like I, if if the if the arbitrary number for some coats is a hundred. And then you happen to know someone who's got 15 more like that's a that's a reasonable like right. That's it's probably easier to steal those dogs than dogs of strangers. Right. That's you know fair. when they're not going to be home or whatever. I, I have less of a problem with that. Although it like seems, it seems like such an investment because like from day one, she's like, this dog having puppies yet? Well, no, no. So she's my, pregnant. my big uh, concern with or not concerned, but like my big issue with this it's like well wouldn't it be more efficient to have them grow up into bigger dogs with more surface area of coat like why does it have to be puppies is the fur different yeah like we already know that like when they're babies they don't have spots she wants it would spots. be it'd be softer but like yeah. is it is that but like we're not I given mean, any reason in the text I'm not told ba- that it's ba- just ba- ba- baby animals and like baby babies are like just like softer and there's there there's a scent to them that like makes you more uh willing to help help the baby but like yeah she should have gone for like Pongo and Perdita. Yeah, like Pongo and Perdita would each count for like five puppies, right? You don't have yeah, to like, get a hundred at that point. You could probably do two dogs and just be like, you that could, could be get a coat. Yeah, I think she wanted needed, to make multiple, right? She wanted if you to needed a puppy well, coat, she, like she you, wanted you a dog the big dogs first. She wanted a big like like a pea coat plus, right? So like she wasn't just looking for like a vest. She, she I mean, this woman is ninety eight percent coat. In, in yeah, every scene she's, she's in, she's mostly coach. She's, she's she also see a nutritionist, probably. She, yeah, she may have an eating disorder where, like, she is just skin and bone, like literally. I mean, skin also, and bone. These are all she the also, reasons why we very desperately need a backstory movie of just Cruella, preferably live action. Fun fact, First. Kate. <laughs> but, ha- hashtag Disney Not- Plus. Hashtag Emma Stone. Hashtag Easy A, uh, which is the greatest Emma Stone movie ever. Uh, there's a, a live action Disney. I wish we were getting paid for this because then I could like not have a job. Um, <laughs> well, this would no, be I a know. job this then. Is... Oh, yeah. 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 I don't I, know what really they're going to explain, right? Like, I want to see know. Emma Stone fight Glenn Close. <gasps> we have that? Can we not do the, that? Not the characters. No, I not just want to see him go. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Cruella is is a whole thing. I I, I, I don't care about it. There's a, I mean, and at face value, I, it's she's pretty gruesome, right? She's gonna skin puppies. Who? Yeah. Everyone likes puppies. She's mm. gonna skin. I mean, everyone likes at least the idea of puppies, right? Okay. Uh, she's gonna skin them, yeah. which like. Thank goodness we don't see any like mechanism of what she's gonna use. We just yeah. 
no, she's going to kill them. We're not sure how. Well, she's not, she's not going to do it. She's got her hands going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. But like the premise is so gruesome and it's just, it's so many puppies and it doesn't make a lot. Like it's not even a thing. I feel like, right. Like, like a mink coat, like if they were like minks or if they were like a fur that, you know, is already used for coats, that would make a little bit more sense. I guess it's based on this woman's book. Um, yeah. And I was surprised that it was just released five years earlier. I thought it was older than that. That's true. That's a quick turnaround. It's also like, uh, I think we should address that Cruella's son grew up to, to be nice to dogs. <laughs> he, had a, he had a nice dog named Buddy or Dude. Named Bobby Moynihan. Bobby, Bobby Moynihan. Uh, but Kate, Airbud, you, you mentioned... Golden yeah. Receiver. Kate, you mentioned... The 101 Dalmatians book. And I did. It seems I, like a little absurd for a woman to make coats out of puppies. But yeah, that's got to be the most absurd thing. Well, right? uh, I, I would like to introduce you to the idea of a 101 Dalmatians sequel. Now, you might be thinking, oh, does he mean 101 Dalmatians spots London Adventure? No, I do not. Do you mean you might be thinking, Dalmatians? No, 102 Dalmatians is the sequel to the live-action movie. Yes, correct. But what I am talking about is The Starlight Barking. The P- Before you get started on this, P.S. Yes. In Spanish, the sequel is Ciento y Dos Dalmatas. It's Wait. 102 Dalmatians, yes. The Night origin- of the Cold Noses, yeah. <laughs> 102 yes. Dalmatians. Yes. Night of the Cold Noses sounds like some, like, Steven Spielberg-esque movie where it's just like let like Tracy Jordan's too hard to watch. Like yeah. where it's just, yeah. it's supposed yeah. to be like this this gut wrenching like human condition story. And hungry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mama, so, I'm okay. Not, hungry. Wait, did, I'm just, so I think you you just said the best title of all and I steamrolled over it. What it, Yeah. So this is the sequel to the book, The Hundred and One Dalmatian. Uh-huh. It is called The Starlight Barking. (laughs) I'm going to go through the plot. The Deerly family and most of the Dalmatians from the first book live in Cruella de Vil's old manor house. Uh, Mr. Deerly has allowed some dogs to go to new masters, including giving Cad Pig to the prime minister. Sure, Cad Pig. Fine. Uh, One morning, the dogs... (laughs) He's Harry Potter uh, now. The dogs find that all other living things besides dogs cannot be wakened. No dog is hungry, thirsty, or weak. Doors, gates, and machines operate on command, and the dogs are able to communicate via thought. Cadpig, now acting prime minister in the human's absence, orders her parents to come help her in London. The dogs discover they can swoosh or hover at tremendous speed over the ground. I'm sorry. Let me let, let Swoosh? Like S W O T C H. S W O O S H. Swoosh. 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 Okay. So much more sense than swoosh, right? Continue, please, please, please. Pongo and Mrs. Not Perdita. It's actually Mrs. Uh, select a squad of 50 Dalmatians uh, and then swoosh to London, where they are escorted to 101 or to 10 Downing Street. Anyway, as you might imagine, uh, they then meet Sirius, the dog star, uh, who 
Um, oh, oh my God, I forgot. There's these Persian cats that want to kill Cruella Deville. They got made honorary dogs in the first book, so they are like conscious too. Yeah. Now, the Persian cats are like, "Yo, here's what we got to do. We got to go murder Cruella Deville. Let's go." Does so it, the animals. I mean, but she's well, in a coma with the rest of the humans, right? Yes. They they want to yes. just straight up murder her. They want to murder her. They want to make sure that whenever the dog apocalypse is over, she doesn't wake up. Yes, but they see that she is no longer obsessed with fur coats. She's obsessed with metallic plastic. So they spare her life. Metallic plastic? (laughs) No, 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 no. What? Now, hold on. Sirius, the Lord of the Dog Star, appears on Nelson's column. He explains to all dogs that he is lonely and is offering them the chance to avoid the pain of nuclear war in the future. However, they must come with him of their own accord. He assures that the world, when it wakes, will not remember dogs ever existed, and dogs will be truly free and no bliss in the stars. Uh, Pongo has to make the decision, and Pongo uh, decides, you know what? No, we're going we're gonna to stay here, because being owned by humans is bliss enough. So that's the sequel. That is the canonical sequel by the original author to 101 Dalmatians. You're welcome. It's about dogs. What's what's the author's name? Uh, Dodie Miller. This sounds like a... Sorry, Dodie Smith. Dodie Smith. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't want to bring shame to Dodie Miller's anywhere. This sounds like a a Roald Dahl, like Frank L. Baum, sort of like... Um, just like who the fuck is paying attention to this sort of sort of sequel? Like, because Frank Obama, like, like the the Wonderland, right? Uh, the Oz trilogy or Oz sequels, yeah. like, uh-huh. are just apeshit crazy. Bonkers, yeah. Like, I've done a little research on my own, but like, uh, musically, the podcast is like informed some of my like knowledge but like it's just what the what the fuck what the literal fuck like i feel like there's some scientology in there there's like some like culty also starlight express right I like mean, uh, l ron hubbard said 101 dalmatians was his inspiration so. right right sure yeah that's bonkers i want to see the disney version of that like that's that's the movie I want to see. No, you no, you don't. You want to see like the like the anime version of that. So it'll, yeah. it'll be more that palatable. Be the farthest from like Escape to Witch Mountain. The the movie with the Rock and Dakota Fanning. Is that, yeah, is it, that's yeah, the one. absolutely, definitely, absolutely. That's the one I'm in. One we're referencing. So hey, so, uh, well, do, do, oh. do, I mean, okay. If the seek, if the sequel was had been made into the movie, I think we'd have an obvious answer to the question I'm about to ask. But yeah, uh, why do we think Dalmatians has kind of this like elevated IP status in Disney and Aristocats doesn't? Toys, dogs. I mean, but cats, right? Like a hundred and one toys versus. Is that is that people people like dogs more than cats because people think they're more extroverted than they are, and that's that's a very telling of my personality. But like, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, dogs are more like fun and like 
you can take them for walks and meet people. But like, no, I'm I'm a I'm a self-proclaimed indoor cat. So like, <laughs> I, I I really think it's the fact that like dogs are more like fun and outgoing and like more um, sociable than than cats are. Um, so like they push like the the dog element and be like, oh yeah, surely one family can take a take a hundred and one Dalmatians, which means that there were ninety nine puppies. There were yeah, <laughs> ninety nine puppies and two adults. Like they they would be homeless within the month. Well, they're gonna um, create a Dalmatian plantation, Andy. I don't like the word plantation. Thank no, you. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> it's no. Not a great one. <laughs> no. Plantation Dalmatians, we make them work for us. Uh-oh, uh, I made uh-oh. a new slavery chain. I don't. Um, I don't think you're wrong, though, Andy. In the like, dogs are more fun. Uh, yeah, are perceived to be more fun. But right. also, I would say, like, what do you if you have a uh, what's the little girl cat's name? Marie. Marie. If you have a Marie toy. What do you do with that toy besides go, oh, how romantic. How right? romantic. Well, what are you the doing aristic- with the- Okay. I continue. mean, the, no, the, because- Dalmatians, the Dalmatians, they fight bad guys. They run from bad guys. They, like, meet horses and stuff. Like, I mean, they have they have an adventure. I, I don't think the movie was great. So do the Aristocats. The Aristocats, no, like, Arist- hang out in the back of a van. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and they, they play the music. Aristocats are millennials, like. <laughs> yeah, like, no, but but like no, that that's exactly right. right. That yeah. like it's um, uh, yeah, the dogs are more fun, and the, the aristocrats are aristocrats are just like living. It's a it's a it's a slice of life anime, pretty much, right? Like we're like, oh, like we're gonna do this thing, and like just like kind of get through this situation where like there's a heightened sense of action within 101 Dalmatians <laughs> and it's very much fostered. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because like, uh, Arista, I, I guess I would say like, I'm not going to buy a toy of, uh, Oh man, I can't even think of a, a the non- cat. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, uh, like Tuesdays with Maury, or or or, or my dinner with Andre, whatever, right? Like <laughs> Tuesdays I'm, with Maury reminds me of my sophomore year of high school. Oh, where dear. it's just like that. I in my sophomore year of high school, I had one of those like uh, what's it, Dead Poet Society teachers, where it's just like <laughs> stand on your desk, but you're not allowed to have water in my class because one time I caught a kid drinking out drinking vodka out of his Nalgene. So like, him. yeah, um, uh, Meredith Tarzinski. I hope she's doing well. Um, <laughs> we, all Mer- we all hope Meredith Tarzinski is yeah. doing well. We 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 all have Tuesdays a of a, of a Meredith. Tar- oh yeah, Tuesdays with Maury, where it's just like suck all the marrow out of life. Carpe diem, where like carpe diem is like the beginning of like. Uh, don't let life pass you by because you're going to be dead tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that the what this ta- this <laughs> I tangent. Can, I guess you didn't let us have the Aladdin. <laughs> this, this, this tangent is 
I would not buy a Tuesdays with Maury toy, but I would buy an uh, uh, Indiana Jones toy. Sure. I, I, I just think they were in a time period where, like, they weren't, right? Like, Disney had died four years earlier. They were distracted. They weren't as concerned with merchandising. Like, I don't necessarily think that everyone was buying oh, Dalmatians yeah. toys in the 60s, but, like, I think it's one of those titles that, like, anyone who had a strong affection for it kind of got lost in the shuffle over the next 10 years. Yeah. And so, right. Like that's a lot of bluthy era people and a lot of people that bluth took with him it, 10 years later. So as like Don, as in Don, as in Don. Yeah. So I think and Tim comma burden. Yeah. Um, but if, if, if we are, sorry, if we are going to mention Don bluth and I know we're already running a little bit long, uh, but if we are going to mention Don Bluth, I do want to mention the looks of these movies. Um, and it's something Andy brought up uh, 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 earlier today, is that 101 Dalmatians was the beginning of the Xerox era of Disney. Mm. Yeah. And uh, shout out to the... I definitely will. Thank you for, <laughs> the, thank you for the, the bump there. Um, thanks to uh, Game Grumps, youtube.com slash Game Grumps, um great let's play channel um sorry to cross promotional there but um there was a, a xerox era of disney where they just kind of like reused designs on a very a regular basis so like blue from jungle books looks like um uh little john from robin hood mm-hmm. so like there are i don't know six to ten movies that kind of just like reuse the same elements and reuse the same um pieces and and sell art in order to like make the movie because disney uh walt walt passed away and they were just like oh we want to kind of keep the same style and keep the same these same elements here um so yeah there there were a lot of movies in the the disney xerox area which started with uh dalmatians and there's like Sword and Stone and Jungle Book, uh, Aristocats fall into that as well in Robin Hood. Um, and many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which was in 77. So a solid like almost 20 years of um, reusing elements and just kind of making the same, um, not the same movie, but like using, reusing the same character elements. So yeah. um, I mean, the, the, the most. Um... I think the most obvious and the most seen example, right, is uh, Robin Hood uh, made Marion dancing is exactly Snow White dancing at one point. And it's like, as soon as you see it, you're like, got it. Yeah, no. And like, it's it's a very common thing in animation to like reuse, like look at Scooby-Doo, like they just reuse the same like set piece and just like recycle it over and over, which like you don't realize until you realize it. Um, so like, it's not necessarily like a, a bad thing to do. It's just like a very cost effective thing to do right. um, where um, the, yeah. So you, you just have this very different sort of Disney. That's like mm-hmm. just being very cost effective and like, not to like the rescuers or after it was the little mermaid, right. That like really kind of like revitalized them. And they're like, yeah, they, oh, they ramped up to it. Like sure, um, but yeah, you you have a lot of the same like Disney art, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I said this before that like uh, 
like Dalmatians versus like Aladdin, which were like were my two favorite like childhood movies. Like I knew that Dalmatians was different than Aladdin because the animation looked different, but like I really couldn't tell that as a as a four year old. Right. Um, either way, so it was just a very like kind of um, especially in the Aristocats, you can tell that like there's it's it's hand drawn, right? It's it's hand drawn. There's gonna be some like errors, some like just kind of general um like animation flaws that like the punch lines aren't gonna be exact to what you want. Um so yeah, that that was the Disney Xerox era of uh reusing animation, reusing cells in order to cut costs. Mm-hmm. So Interestingly, I've also heard um, the Xerox era uh, referred to as a different thing. So, blah, blah, blah. Um, which is not just the reusing of animation, but the literal using of uh, Xerox, like by using copy machines, yeah, rather than um, just rather than doing like inking and, and things like that. For, for mm. copying things. Um, which ended up in like the we could I, I think my my biggest com- point of comparison was between like Sleeping Beauty and 101 Dalmatians where Sleeping Beauty is gorgeous 100% of the time and 101 Dalmatians is rough looking there's like there's some lines there's there's a lot of guidelines there's a lot of like Scraggle, which I think worked for Dalmatians, but uh, yeah, definitely like, and and it becomes more obvious, especially I think was it Oliver and Company where there was some animation that just clearly hadn't even been cleaned up. I mean, I saw that in both of these movies though too, but yeah, yeah. Oliver was oh, a little yeah. bit more pronounced because it looks cleaner in general. But yeah, like yeah. all over both of these movies, there's like cleanup lines that haven't been erased, and it's like. I mean, it's what I associate with the style of this era. So to me, there's a little bit like that sketchy quality was in a lot of animation or like cartoons or comics, like Sunday, like Sunday morning comics, not so much, but like, um, yeah, it's just a little bit messier on the edges. I was just reading that another reason they did this specifically for this movie was because of all of the dogs and all of the spots. It would have been like, a like just too much of a time and financial burden to do it any other way yeah um, oh yeah that yeah. would that would have been a thousand hours at least between mm-hmm. 101 the, hours yeah i said more but i'll buy i'll buy you a hundred thousand one george michael <laughs> drive all right deal great but yeah no that that's very much like I, I consider that other time you're like, oh, like it's it's uh, sketchier, it's it's less well defined versus something like a like a Voltron or like a She-Ra on Netflix where it's like this is like digital, so like you can really course correct and and like make the lines clean but still make it look 2D. Um I mean like anything of this time is is very just like that's um very linty. As uh, uh, Bruce Tim off of the Batman series would say, like there's just like dust that gets into the cells, and and when you're like we're like taking photos of everything, so um, yeah, it's very much of the time, but like now it's just like oh yeah, 
they uh they could have done better. Is yeah. it time for the final cut? Uh, I don't know. Is this the final cut oh. chime? Ooh. Ooh. Using uh. a rainbow glackenspiel uh, from my waka waka. classroom intru- instrument. I'm in the room with all here. our instruments. Yeah, uh, doop uh, uh, yeah, you play let's... all five guitars and a ukulele at the same time? There's, I don't no. think we want to... Uh, we don't want to encourage that. No. <laughs> so, okay. uh, right, yeah. Nice. Hey, I think it's time for the final cut. Uh, let's start by doing a scene shout out. Uh, take a scene, shout it out. Uh, start with 101 Dalmatians? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, right. and you start. Oh, I like Canine Crunchies. I think that <laughs> uh, that's it. Like, I already said that was kind of my favorite scene of just, like, family time in the den. Um, it's, like, the only scene that you get with the whole family together before they, like, can, after the puppies are born, but before they get Can I Crunchies specifically referring to the commercial? Yes, specifically okay. referring to the... So, Great. I'm um, starting big and zooming in. Um, yeah. So, they're watching TV together, and there's a... <laughs> Canine Crunchies commercial, which is a pet food commercial, but it's got this little jingle and the dogs sing along to it. It is really cute. Like it's like all of the, you know, the the Lassie Lone Ranger thing and the game show and the ad are all very like on the nose in terms of parroting the times. And I think it's really cute that they put an ad in there. Also, like I feel like people know what canine crunchies are now. I think that's something that has stuck around. Andy is raising his hand. He has something to say here. Um, yes. Not to be remiss of the oh boy, of the Simpsons influence or the influence of oh, the yeah, Simpsons yeah, yeah. from this. Not like there's I can't remember what episode it's from, where like there's just a, a commercial where like the dog is barking and Homer's just like, Yeah, that's a really great point. Um, but we're like the dog is the spokesperson, Mr. Sparkle, and um, uh, the see the see my vest montage from. I mean, they have um, an entire 101 Dalmatians episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where, where Mr. Burns is trying to get Santa's little helpers puppies to be um, see my vest to make a coat for him. Uh, uh, yeah, see my vest. You really like your vest, sir. Um, where, yeah, the, like. It's. I, I still think it's like the like the dog versus cat, where like dogs are more popular, but cats are better. Yeah, I said it. Um, in terms of like pets and whatnot, but like yeah, the, the Simpsons took took heavily from the like they like made a full episode out of this. Um, so that made me laugh out loud, and yeah. not a lot of this movie did. That also, by the way, that might be part of the reason. I remember 101 Dalmatians so well, right? Canine okay, Crunchies. No, I mean the fact that the Simpsons did an entire oh, episode out of it. See my like, best. See my best. That, see my best. It's kind of like cemented it. Yeah. No. Um, Andy, do you have a scene you'd like to shout out from 1001 Dalmatians? One million and one Dalmatians. A space um, Odyssey. Yeah, Space Odyssey. Colon Space Odyssey. Um, I just remember like this time around and also as a as a child just like when they're in that like that derelict mansion and all the puppies are just like sneaking out um for whatever reason i found that very rewarding or just very just like pleasing 
of like, oh, like this is like the same animation of like puppies like escaping and like going to like the same the same process over and over. So like it's I don't know, two thirds of the way through where like the the burglars are just like, yeah, we're just going to watch TV with these 100 dogs here. And they just uh, start like slowly escaping. Thanks to. Is there like a. Another dog. It's a cat who's working with the horses and the. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there are those That's two old like, dogs. I'm going to say other characters are William very William H. Macy, found. Tim Allen, and <laughs> John Travolta, maybe? Oh, boy. The old, the old dogs. Right. Uh, bum, bum, right. bum. Um, I almost said Zazu because it's pretty much whatever the, the yeah, helping Zazu. animal was with Zazu. Um, yeah, I just, it just like the fact that like they're escaping and, um, like going to the barn and rolling in the soot, um, also reminds me of Dirty Jobs where Mike Burrow almost died in a fat of coal, but that's neither here nor there. Sure. Um, yeah, that's that's the most memorable uh, part for me is like the dogs escaping and like disguising themselves in the process. Uh, well, I'm going to shout out. I, I know we talked about it before, but I'm going to shout out Disney's hottest daddy, Roger, uh, for just straight up trolling Cruella DeVille. Yeah. Like going up to his music room when she is visiting and just blaring his piano and trumpet and trombone at the floor as he sings a song about how awful she is <laughs> yeah like it had just turned it which i don't know how that song became a hit yeah, that i don't becomes a hit later like i don't know a specific it on the radio. So, like maybe cruella became famous for her crimes but it, it's not right like as as we find out that that song has become famous. The dogs haven't come back yet. We don't know about. No, she hasn't been yeah. caught. Yeah, it's, it's like just a it's random like, song about this woman that no one knows but them. It's like me, like writing a song about frequent, almost guest star Serena, being like, "Do you know Serena? Do you know Serena? She's <laughs> a big jerk and she kills dogs." Oh. Like. Our friend Serena she, does not kill dogs, and she's not. Serena a, never would. She, loves she never would. She's got a great dog, but like, well, who's listening to that song? Right. Really. So, Kate, what's Actually, what's our next? You know, I, I I wanted an honorable mention for a scene honorable that I mention. thought was at the very beginning, and then I had to wait for uh, where the dogs look like their owners. I think that's fun. Um, where like Pongo is trying to find a a mate for Roger, and it's going through all these dogs and their female owners and the. You know, the pug looks like the owner because she's like got a little stuck up nose and a little like little frame. And the big hairy dog looks like the big hairy boy. Like, eh, that's cute design. That's all. Uh, that scene definitely doesn't go on too long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what scene doesn't? Yeah. Kate, what's our next? Uh, Covers to cats would be. Oh, yeah. We're shouting out more scenes. Next. Yeah. Shouting out a scene from the Aristocats that you liked a lot. I got one. Okay, go. So. Normally, I do not like B-plot scenes that have nothing to do with anything showing up, especially in, like, act two or three of my movie. Usually, I hate that. But I love the scene where um, Edgar, the butler, goes back for his hat and the cat bassinet because 
I guess he's afraid of Madam finding out that they're missing and then asking too many questions. It's never super laid out. He's just trying he, to get he, those back. Is that he does? Um, he's he's talking to the horse, and he says it's sure. the perfect crime because he didn't leave any evidence. Got it. Yeah. And then he realizes he left evidence. He left evidence. evidence. So these two dopey dogs uh, who live on a farm have just like taken the hat and the bassinet as their own. One of the dogs just wears the hat now, uh, like a hat wearing dog. And one of the dogs sleeps in the little bassinet. And so they're going to sleep. And then Edgar comes and hides in a haystack and tries to steal the stuff from them. But they keep on flipping a different way as they sleep or like uh, yawning, but then putting their paws directly on the hat. So we can't take it. It's a scene that, I think, Dick, you were the one to say in Aristocats, like, Dalmatians has a bunch of scenes that you just don't need at all. The Aristocats just has, like, 20% too much scene in every scene. Um, But, like, every scene is fun. But then it's like, so this one also, I think, has a little bit of that. But it's just really fun that these dogs are just, by no intention of their own, just keeping this guy from getting what he wants just foiling him every time and i was reading that the um the actors who played these dogs which by the way this like voice cast on aristocats is amazing like it's stellar you got baloo you got winnie the pooh you got uh, like ava gabor you've got like shakti and monty from uh robin hood oh yeah yeah you got you got your throw ravenscroft you got your uh Scatman Carruthers, well, right? Scatman like, Carruthers. Yeah. So apparently these two guys, and I'll actually, I was reading a lot about it on a blog post that had a lot of cool information, but uh, these guys were so much fun in the studio, just like riffing back and forth that the um, writers actually just wrote them an extra scene to do. Like this what? exact scene was just written because like, these guys are so much fun. We need to give them something else to do. So, I mean, that's the reason why it feels a little bit like inserted in terms of the larger movie, but it's a lot of fun and they weren't wrong. They certainly no, that Yeah. It definitely feels like a tacked on scene, but at the same time it's like, Oh no, this is like the appropriate amount of like time. Just like goof and gaff between yeah. the the dog and Edgar who are like, no, Edgar's going to get his come up in soon. But right. like, it was just, uh, <laughs> I was like half paying attention to that scene of like, the dog put his put his put his little paws over his hat to keep his hat on. Like it's just it's it's the perfect amount of dumb to really? yeah. to be justified. Amongst Sorry, and, and if I can give like a quick quick real shout out uh, to my favorite of those two dogs, who also played uh, uh, Sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood, Pat Buttram. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he's got a great voice. Yeah, he's got a really fun voice. It's it made me that, with like, the hick, like uh, yeah, slack jawed. Yeah. That high, that kind of high hicky voice. That high hicky voice uh, is the great. one. Yeah. Shots and uh, bots of tail. I really yeah. <laughs> like. I really wanted the little dog to be played by um, Ernest, uh, <laughs> Jim but yeah, by Jim Varney. But alas, not to be. Because uh, I don't know if he was born yet. So that's my scene shout out from Aristocats. Nice. Andy, do you have a scene you'd like to shout from Aristocats? Uh, Dick. That was good. Um, that was good. <laughs> um, the one that's coming to mind right now is just like the um, at the beginning when the cats are just like 
futzing around on the piano. Yeah. It's um it's really like baby Yoda esque where it's just like <laughs> it's it doesn't it doesn't add to the plot, but it adds to the characterization of the of these cats. Like you yeah. you, you get that like the the orange one is just like kind of a little overzealous. The the gray one is just like, yeah, it'll happen when this happens. And then Marie is just like, I don't know. Like, I can't be perfect in the first shot. So, like, I don't think I'm going to do it. Um, it's just a really great, like, quick character. Like, it feels it just feels very modern in that sense where you can just like very, very DuckTales where you're just like, oh, yeah. Huey, Dewey, and Louie are three separate entities. Like, they look exactly the same. Their hair is a little bit different. But, like, these cats are just, like, three different, like, people all within, like, a same the same span. Like, you can just show, like, the, their different approaches to, like, p- playing the piano. And, like, even if you don't play piano, like, I haven't, like, you understand, like, oh, okay, one of them is just, like, yeah, this is how you do it. This is, like, the the proper way to do it. And one's just like, yeah, freeform jazz. And the other one's just like, um, no, I don't like piano like that. That's fine. I'm, I'm good without this. Um, so yeah, that's my noticeable note, notable mention. Nice. Um, my shout out for Aristocats is 98% of everybody wants to be a cat. Sure. If you take out the racist ass Chinese cat, I mean, I guess the cat wasn't necessarily racist. The His people dialogue. writing, I, I don't, the people writing him and playing him were racist. Wait, I, I you don't. might want to look at his character design again. I mean, I just the, the cat himself. I don't know if I don't know oh, if the, you don't know if the cat has racist. Yeah, I don't know if the cat is racist, sure. but all the people creating him and voicing him were. Um, <laughs> The character named Chinese Cat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that scene is really fun. You get uh, like, you know, all the cats get like a, a taste of the nightlife. And then like Mama Cat gets in and she's like, yo, I'm singing a verse. Here we go. Uh, and then by the end, like the music is just so it it feels like it's like going to fly off the tracks at any moment. And then they just start dropping through the house. It's just such a fun sequence uh, that, yeah, like I, despite that racist ass Chinese cat, I w- I probably will watch that individual scene again at some point, just because it's so fun. That was a, uh, strong memory from the sing-along videos for me too. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think I don't know if they cut that part out. Like I don't. I mean, I don't remember it. But I mean, often those songs were shorter, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wonder so. if they cut that. Anyway. Uh, cool. Awesome. Okay, we want everyone. We uh, want to talk about next, some most valuable primates. Yeah, our next job is crowning an MVP from the whole shebang. Each of us get to uh, name one. Does anyone have any thoughts to start out? Uh, Phil Morris. Oh, Phil I Morris. Think, say more. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Phil Harris, of, I think. No, it's, it's Phil maybe. Harris. Yeah. Phil Har- Phil Morris is a modern day voice actor. That is okay. Um. Oh. Uh, yeah, I. Um, okay. 
Who is that? He was Thomas O'Malley and also Baloo. Well, maybe. And also Little John from Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's just a, a really great voice actor. He's He falls into the, like that like Stephen Bloom category of like, you know it's that voice actor, but like they they're casted in such a way that you're like, oh yeah, like I don't care. Like this is this is great. This is um like this is what I want. Like this is really like the character. So Phil Harris in general, um Yeah, he's he's friendly, he's confident, he makes you feel like you're in good hands. Yeah, exactly. Even though like he should be a sleazeball by like every like definition because you're just like this random cat that's just trying to like hook up with your mom like no he he um i think we've all been there yeah he does a really good job of just being like oh yeah like this is this is me like i'm i may be like slick talking but like i mean well so that's um, a daddy yeah purely a daddy so like that's uh that's my that's my most valuable primate for this for this movie there. Speaking of daddies, I'm gonna go with Roger. Uh just supernatural character. I love the humor. It's like I mean, talk about this movie being one of the only ones set in the present. I feel like it is one of Disney Animation's more grounded characters, at least till probably you get to like the twenty tens, right? There's like <laughs> well, there's like an easiness yeah. and an off the cuffness that like reminds me of someone like uh Eugene Flynn Rider in Tangled, right? That like yeah. he just kinda gets to say whatever he wants and like go back on his words and it's it's much less polished and I really like that performance and I really like yeah. that they let that character be that. Um nice. and he's very funny. Yeah. Uh I am going to shout out uh my MVP. Scatman Carruthers. All right. Um, you, if you have seen The Shining, you have seen Scatman Carruthers in that. Um, I think he brings a real authenticity to this film. His voice is unmistakable, uh, and I think it it like it makes my favorite part of the movie even better. Just like having that guy there. Mm-hmm. Um, it has as someone, not me, obviously, but Scatman Crothers, who like, you know, he had a he had a rough upbringing. He saw his parents gunned down outside of a theater, um, and then he actually heard like music coming in. Okay, and he decided, I will take vengeance and I will become a Scatman. So you know, it's really, <laughs> I don't it's know really beautiful. I figured out what you were like, doing a lot sooner than Andy did. It was fun to watch Andy's face. No, I, I, I figured it out pretty well. Like, look, I'm I'm fairly I'm fairly old age. I don't I, I don't did, know. Did he don a costume made by Bob Kane? I mean Bill Fink I mean Bob Kane and yeah. uh Absolutely. Stanley Stanley Stan Laurel. But it all seriousness uh Scatman Crothers rules. Good job Scatman. Watch out for axes. They will kill you. Uh, Wait, does he get killed by an axe in real life? No, in The Shining. I don't know if he's if, what killed him in real life. Okay. Uh, I assume he's dead. Our next segment is crossover, where we take an element from each movie and uh, cross it over, as the title oh. would suggest. 
between the two movies? Yeah. Like, how would you combine them into another thing? Doesn't have to be a movie. Oh, it's the Jazz Cats taught the Dalmatians how to be cool. Um, Aww. Yeah. It's like. Uh, <laughs> that sounds great. Like, I feel like Patch, maybe not as much, but like, Rolly would definitely like bond with the cats be like no these are my people like i can be roly and also the a scat man deep bop bop doop um mm-hmm. uh, yeah i feel like roly would be like the the individual that could be like oh yeah like i'm a dog but i'm also a cat um and and Rolly yeah would be a good like tech. I mean, there are 101 of them, so like, I'm sure that there'd be like multiple. Uh, this might be a TV dog, series over a movie. Dog, yeah, dog, 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 cat, scat, bands. Dog, cat, scat, and dog, cat, scat, cat, dog, scat. Um, Good point. Cat, dog, <laughs> cat, dog, scat. Um, uh, yeah, I just like to. <laughs> I don't know, just to help with them being like a real movie. Um, it'd be nice <laughs> yeah. to, to have the, the scat cats be like, nah, man, like you can, you can be like freeform, whatever, but like just be a movie. Um, so yeah, I want to see Rolly grown up. Rolly be a scat cat. Nice. All right. The, my crossover is I'm going to take those two henchmen from 101 Dalmatians uh, and I'm going to throw them into Aristocats because uh, Ed, Edgar, like he, I feel like he goes a little quick to, I'm going to murder these animals uh, from like loving the animals. Right. No, he, uh, he, he should have waited longer because like, he should have just that, killed them after she died. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly just, what he should have done. That. Or just, waited because animals don't cats don't live that long well yeah counting 12 years and like nine lives uh, he was also bad at it's math not, but it's not how it works they don't actually no. have nine both of these villains could have been much they more efficient don't? we've got plans whoa 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 hold on back okay, up well, cats don't we'll have about, nine lives we'll talk about this after the podcast okay. there's some life you need to hear about um <laughs> i don't know about all that but no like i i i would i I also think the cats should have had more menace. Like most of Edgar's interactions were with two dogs who are not our heroes. So to have those really fun henchmen from 101 Dalmatians, like menace our cats for a scene. Great. I'd love that. I feel like, Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like the henchmen from 101 are uh, akin to like the home alone uh, yeah, they definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's that's definitely like the they're they're immortal. They can they can survive a, a nail through the foot, yeah, uh, an iron to the head, uh, a shotgun through the stomach. You know, whatever Macaulay Culkin threw at them. Um, yeah, that that's all. Kate, go. I am going to temporarily put like. I guess like O'Malley, the geese, the horse, and oh, um, the Sterling Hollow Mouse um, into, into 101 Dalmatians to just facilitate that rescue a lot quicker. Like, 
they were pretty efficient in getting the job done. Instead of listening to like seven different neighborhoods of dogs bark at each other and seeing every single interaction and meeting all of these new dogs that we would never see again. It was just like the animators were like, but we want to draw things that aren't Dalmatians. And so like each animator chose one that they wanted to do. I want to do a Boston Terrier. Forever. Yeah, you put that mouse. I mean, clearly Sterling Holloway's mouse character in Aristocats is the founder of the rescuers, right? He's a little mouse in a detective costume. Uh, he's not great at what he does, but he tries really hard. An and ancestor the to the, the the monk mice from Robin Hood. Oh, I was going to say to maybe uh, Basil as well. Mm-hmm. Basil. House detective. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think even just Sterling okay, Hollow Mouse detective. on the case uh, is going to make, is just going to facilitate a quicker return of those puppies. And then we have to sit through less uh, dog barking. Yeah, sure. Get, and then, and then they return the to day. their movie because I'm, I'm not messing with that movie anymore. Nice. Right. That, that sounds like some crossovers is done. It sounds like it might be time for our final. Final. Cut. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Where we take each of these movies and decide what we would do with it. Would we re-release the movie as is? Would we create some kind of special edition, either a movie or another media form? Or do we throw it in the vault, never to be seen again? So let's start with 101 Dalmatians. I would like to go last. You would like to go last. Okay. I have have a special edition, but I would like to go last with it. Uh, 101 Dalmatians are a great honorable mention. I'm thinking of the first Kingdom Hearts game where you had to collect 101 Dalmatians. It's a great, like, uh, just filler. Um, There's so many of them, but, like, I wouldn't re-release it. I would let it get, like, maybe a cult following, but also just let people realize that, like, it's okay. Um... (laughs) So uh, yeah, I wouldn't re- I wouldn't re-release it. I would let it be like a like a I don't know a, a filler when you need like a bunch of things to like collect in a when game. So-, <laughs> so it's just a game piece at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I, if if that, I mean, like oh, one hundred one. Like, are there is there anything different about them? No, there are three that are different, and then ninety eight of them are the same andy that's that's like a brilliantly done like recall because the one thing that we all remembered about 100 dalmatians for sure was collecting toys like at the beginning of this podcast we were like i remember like there were a bunch of toys to collect oh i got good call back the center will hold there you go I also think that is the most um, charming part of 101 Dalmatians is like the scavenger hunt possibilities, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. You take the, this is a little bit of a journey. So you take the 101 McDonald's toy designs and each Uh of them becomes a different Pokemon. You hide them across New York City and you have a giant scavenger hunt. Now it's just 101 more Pokemon. They have like 800. No one's going to notice. No one's going to notice if there are 100 Dalmatians. Yeah, 
No one's like, gonna know that there's just Disney IP tucked in there. A hundred identical Dalmatian Pokemon. Well, I'll but buy I'm hundred identical you go, Dalmatian. You go off the McDonald's toy design, so like one of no, them I, looks like I a like present it. hat, right? Like oh. one of them's got a present hat. One of them's just present a plain Mon. Dalmatian. Another one Mon. is apparently an ornament because they were all the same. I don't know. Another one's stuck in some kind of paint can. Yeah, nice. I like it. Yeah. And they don't they don't evolve. They can just maybe morph into each other. I don't know. No. I don't like that. That's a giant chimera dalmatian that has like a thousand legs and I, that's nightmare fuel. And it's very Is that large. One of the McDonald's toys? Yes. No. Yeah. That's I'm not saying they evolve when, into other Pokemon, just hey, each other. That's on the dark web. When you that's collect the- all the hundred and one <laughs> Dalmatian toys. That's a hundred and two. They they send you a very cryptic email. They're like Oh, this feels trustworthy, and then you see the the thousand legged Dalmatian. So okay, Poke Dalmatian Mon. That, okay, that's my that's what I do. Yeah, I don't think this is a very good movie. I, that's all. Wow, this is going to be a controversial take then, because you guys are both basically getting rid of the movie. I am special editioning. I am leaving the movie entirely as is, but. There will be a special guest commentary track by Trevor Beckwith and Buck Lachlan. Uh, Who are are they? Who were played by Jim Piddick and Fred Willard at Best in Show. Uh, In in character, (laughs) the two commentators from Best in Show uh, comment on 101 Dalmatians. Okay. I could watch that for an hour you and a so half. You have so much straight. to say about all the barking. That barking yeah. would go by so fast. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be just so good. Oh. It'd be like watching Spinal Tap do commentary on Spinal Tap. Right. Uh, I, I'd be very happy with it. Oh, that's a great I don't idea. Care for that show. I don't care. Um, <laughs> that was our father. Uh, that's a great idea, Dick. Thank you. I that, wish okay. you had it like a year and a half ago. Because now, rest in peace. Yeah. All right, well, Fred uh, part of my special edition is bringing Fred Willard back to I, life. I so. like it. That's a great. That's maybe my ah, favorite part of the special edition. Nope. Special features plus necromancy. Part yeah. two of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite my, things. Fred Willard has not made a movie from Fred. When the so special you, features. Google that and it comes up and you know When I'm feeling sad. All right, let's move this train wreck along. Aristocats. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I, what do you do? I guess it's a special edition because I just take out all evidence of the Chinese cat. Mm. Um, but that's that's all I do. I think this movie is fun. Okay. I think knowing that it's made in 1970, I think helps it a lot. Like otherwise, I might change a few other things. But like, you're gonna deny Asian representation in that movie? Uh, absolutely. For that case, I think, <laughs> I think that there's right. a there's a Russian cat, and that's Russia's technically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thoreau Ravenscroft, so that's great. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, Paul Winchell is not Asian representation. Oh, that's um, bad. yeah, that's really bad. Otherwise, it's fun. I like yeah. it a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna ditto you, Kate, because like that's, yeah, without the and maybe start- proceeds go to like, uh, you know, stop Asian hate uh, groups, like advancing. Justice for Asian, right? Like proceeds from from the re-release that I'm suggesting. Sure. 
right? Like it's, yeah, not, it's not enough to just cut it out. Right. You you cut out those like 20 seconds of footage or like be like put that 12 second like, hey, this isn't cool, but we're presenting it to you as history because we shouldn't edit history and learn from it. But yeah, like this is if this movie had been released today, minus the Chinese cat, it, I I would have enjoyed it. Like it would have been a mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. it would have been a fun romp. No, no Lego movie, mind you, but like but it no. would have been. It would what? That's the standard bearer that. <laughs> oh, I thought you said we bear bears, but like it would have been like like the, the we bear, bear bears. bears, the we bear bear. Yeah, the we bear bear standard. Um. Yeah, I, I would. I just agree with that. I think it should have more cats are better than dogs. So deal with it. I'm sorry. I'm not, no. though. Uh, okay, again, not to be controversial, but I'm going to switch it up. Uh, I would add racism uh, to Aristocats. I, I <laughs> more think racism? Well, uh, take, welcome to somebody's podcast, a show that's no longer kind of hosted a, by Dick Ward. <laughs> so it's kind, of a, it's, it's kind of like a crossover. I take all the racist parts of every Disney movie and I just combine them into aristocrats. Uh, uh, aristocrats. Okay. No. <laughs> no um, do, do you become Tucker uh, Carlson then? The biggest correct. snowflake of them all? That's correct. Um, I'm okay. uncomfortable joking about this for the record. <laughs> okay. I would not actually make it more racist, Kate. I know. Um, no. Uh, I, I, I generally agree. I, I think we cut the Chinese cat. The other thing I really would like to see is a little more of a turn from um what's the butler eugene edgar because uh, um, he goes from like i am very happy with my life and i love the woman i work for and i like these animals just fine to oh i have to kill her cats now money please like zero to money six. please but yeah. i would i would really love to see like Maybe someone else gives them that gives him that information and like gets him involved with the scheme and maybe it's a little over his head. Like mm. I don't know. Maybe make, make, him, make him more innocent in the process. Or or just like make it yeah, make him a little more innocent and make it a little more transitional because yeah. we start by really liking the character and it very quickly goes bad. So I mean, I would argue that not to interrupt your final cut, your your Zack Snyder cut, as you were, oh, no. um, make it four hours long. Four hours of aristocats. <laughs> that might be too much. I'll buy you four aristocrats you can teach how to drive. All right. Um, I don't know. I feel like Edgar was just like, oh, yeah, I'm a butler. I'm here. I, I'm Alfred from Batman. Sure. And then suddenly, like, I'm evil. Yeah. Like... I don't feel like there was a whole lot of time to get to know him, but like, yeah, maybe, maybe make him like a, a Ponzi in the scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Well, Hey, thanks for being here, Andy. Thanks for inviting yourself. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, let me, let me know via chat. Uh, <laughs> when you, when you're going to be I doing something. So, <laughs> so I can crash next. That. I well, I won't have as much time because I'll have a job again. Hey. Ooh, that's fine. Hey, I won't give that detail because you won't have me. to catnap. Uh, Andy, do you want to you give a shout to out to your? Do you want to give a shout out to your employer for advertising to our 
thousands uh, and millions of listeners? It's not really. Probably not so a good idea. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. I'm working I for I wouldn't do that insert either. tech company in Ooh. insert state uh, <laughs> starting insert date Perfect. soon. So nice. that's well, great. That's from insert all, emotion. From all of us at podcast to uh, all of you <laughs> at, at, at Andy. At podcast.com yeah, to andy.com. Oh, boy. Congratulations. All right. But for real, uh, listeners, you can reach us at cellmatespodcast at gmail.com or That's cellmatespodcast correct. on Twitter or Facebook. Because if you have ideas for pairings or single movies that you'd like us to pair and talk about, uh, please let us know. We enjoy talking about movies. That's that's true. That's and accurate. We enjoy you doing uh, that's true. work for us as well. So <laughs> no. yeah. we enjoy, we enjoy uh, being introduced to new movies and new um, like your experiences with them and, and connections to them. It's always and if read. And if you're in the Venn diagram of uh, animated movies and 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 Gundam uh, Gunpla, oh, no. I'm at I'm at Legend of Samwise on Instagram. <laughs> uh, let me know what Gundam I should build next. Oh. Yeah, actually, I need to post pictures from like last last December. Yeah, of my bug too. So, um, all right, Andy, this, this last part, you're gonna say your name after we say our names. Ready? For so much podcast, I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. I'm Andy Phillips. Uh we don't have a sign off. Meow. Bye. Oof. Meow 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 meow. Okay, stop this. Uh a golden beetle now in <laughs> What the fuck just happened? <laughs>